And that's why I'm telling sellers, you know, that what's really, really important is, and I tell them when we meet with them, your house is either going to sell for full price and above in the first week to 10 days. And if it does not sell within that time frame, your property is going to go probably below list. Calling all highest and best offers. Welcome home, sports fans. This is the Highest and Best Podcast. I am your host today, Mr. Brent McDermott. This is your stunning turnkey, move-in ready, Frank Lloyd Wright-inspired resource for all things Ann Arbor real estate. Move fast, folks, because this one will not last long. The Highest and Best Podcast is brought to you by the Balma Group of Realtors in Ann Arbor and Keller Williams Ann Arbor and produced by PRP Studios. Joining me today from the undisclosed location in Burns Park, my showing partner, Trevor McElwain. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thanks for asking. And our special guest, we have Mr. Martin Palma. He's been doing this 38 years, is widely regarded as the GOAT of Ann Arbor real estate. Welcome, Martin. Welcome. Glad to be here. All right. And uh, gentlemen, before we get started, I just have one question to kick things off for you. Who would make a better realtor, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Oh, boy. I'm going to go with Barbie. She's got uh, more of an infectious personality. I think she can engage and connect better with the client than Oppenheimer. However, if you just want a rigid, get to the point, no BS realtor, Oppenheimer might be your guy. Martin, who would you hire if you had the choice? Oh, gosh. I haven't seen either movie, so I'm taking a big guess here. But I sort of agree. Um, I, I think that uh, you know, uh, Barbie is very attractive, very professional. Um, you know, real estate's all about relationships, right? Uh, I don't even know open. I know nothing about Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, I think I would want Barbie to do my prospecting and maybe my new buyer consultation. And then I was kind of a go getter. I mean, she has like 20,000 careers. So yeah. Yeah. And I I think, uh, I think truly a lifelong learner, (laughs) you know, judging based on that. And then maybe I want Oppenheimer for uh, negotiating. Uh, he was pretty tough with the government. So um, but I think I think two good options. Uh, if it if it doesn't work out, uh, you know, an alternate reality for those guys, maybe they could they could join the Bomber Group. Who knows? <laughs> okay, we have a busy uh, schedule here, guys. So let's get into it. So we'll start with our first segment, the one thing. So this is where Martin and Trevor are each going to share one observation they've made from the last month since we got together about this local market. So whoever wants to go first here, jump right in. Well, number one, the market is constantly changing. Right, it's it's very fluid right now and. Um, if I even look, just going back four or five days, uh, I'm watching some of the trends. And if I look at, we've had 45 new listings, but the big thing that I'm really paying attention to is price reductions. We actually had 18 price reductions in that period of time and 59 going under contract. So more, 31% more properties are going under contract than coming to the market, which means our inventory is going to get even tighter. Mm. What do you attribute that to, Martin, the, the 18 properties decreasing in price? Um, we've had a very aggressive market this year, and a lot of times we were able to push price. And um, buyers now are putting, they're, they're resisting that, right? And so there's a lot of anxiety about paying too much for a home. Yeah, yeah. And then, Trevor, what do you think that means for the buyers who weren't one of the 59 who went under contract? As Martin said, uh, inventory is getting incredibly tight right now. We're also getting into the time of the year that traditionally things start to slow down. We still have a couple months before that normally happens, but I'm seeing a, a steep drop off in not only what's out there, but buyer's interest. So I've got some pretty good clients that are just in the 
well, we'll wait for the right one to come along. Nobody that's just chomping at the bit to get out there and has to get under contract right away. So I'm seeing buyer demand soften a little bit, and we are starting to see some price reductions. So um, even currently today, trying to negotiate a below asking price offer. So um, first weekend's the name of the game. You can get the multiple offers, multiple showings. You're probably good in a seller uh, in the seller's market, but after first, second weekend, it's going to dramatically change to the buyer's uh, benefit. Yeah, I, I echo all those yeah. things too. I mean, um, anecdotally, what I've seen in the last month is if if we look at an X and Y axis before we were seeing more demand, you know, outpacing supply like Trevor and I have talked about and like the three of us and the whole, whole team has been talking about really um, indefinitely and especially in this last year, what I'm seeing now is I'm seeing anecdotally more clients waiting maybe for us realtors to reach out to them when the right property comes along because I, I'm seeing some buyer fatigue out there too. And, um, you know, I think there is less competition out there. Some of the buyers are, are just sitting it out and just saying, man, I'm not seeing much inventory, but I do think there's still opportunity for, for folks who can, who can be patient. Well, just like you said, right before this, I actually did an agent preview myself just to try to show a client that, hey, this isn't exactly in your criteria, but I think days on market, we could likely get this below asking price. This gives us an opportunity to negotiate and uh, get you what you want down the road. But it's tough, uh, less out there to, to play with. So, and yeah, Martin, just one one more follow up from that, too, because, again, you've I feel like seen it all in all your years of experience. Yep. Is there any time in recent or even going back 30 plus years that you can think of of a parallel from to what we're seeing now? We've never seen inventory this low. And I've been doing this 38 years. And so this is a very, very unique situation. Um, I've seen the opposite where we had so much inventory during 2008, 2009, but I've never seen this situation. This is, um, you know, it's, it's a record. Yeah. 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 It seems to me too, like, um, you know, both on the, on the consumer front, whether you're selling your home, buying your home, or like on our side, if, if we're a realtor representing our clients, it's interesting. I never thought that I would need to be like an armchair economist or, yeah. um, you know, a, a finance person, but, uh, yeah, it really seems more critical than ever now. You yeah. know, saw a funny meme today where it's a realtor wearing many hats and it's real estate agent stager, you know, all the things yeah. and, uh, economic, uh, experts, uh, therapist, all of those were, were one of the hats. Yeah, no, yeah, totally, totally agree. Trevor, anything you want to add to our one thing segment here? Uh, if you've got a house to sell, we could, uh, we could, we could use it. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I know I had my notes here before. I'm uh, just thinking of ways to introduce you guys and keep you off guard. And I said, two men who I'm certain are praying for more inventory. And uh, I think that's just a testament to, to what we're seeing. So we're going to go into segment number two, which is Martin's Market Minute. So he gave us a little bit of a preview a moment ago. And uh, we have our first sponsor for the podcast, which pretty int- excited to introduce today. So Market's Market Minute is sponsored by our friends at Ann Arbor Running Company, who understand that every second counts. Whether you're deciding how much to offer on your dream home, or you're digging deep during that last mile of a half marathon. That's why ARC offers ridiculously fast deliveries for all online orders. Speaking from experience, there's nothing more exciting than placing an order for a new pair of running shoes on, say, a Wednesday night, and then you wake up the next morning, they're right on your doorstep, ready for you to hit the Arb or Gallup Park. Um, And if you're really lucky, you may even get a delivery on bike from Nick Stanko, ARC's owner. Um, And if you don't believe me, use the promo code BAUMA, that's B-O-U-M-A, at checkout for 10% off all online orders. 
So, um, yeah, thank you, Ann Arboroni Company, for sponsoring the Highest to Best podcast. And listeners, support local. You know, whether it's in real estate transactions or when you're buying your gear for marathon training. Uh, Trevor, what's your next race? Uh, I think I've got one pen for like twenty one twenty four. Nice. I'll hold you to it. Um, if you're still around. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so without further ado, just a friendly reminder, Martin, every second counts. So we're not going to put you on the clock, but we promised our, uh, sponsor, uh, that we'd, we'd, you know, truncate 60 seconds of market update here. So, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Yes. Uh, real quickly, there's sort of two things going on in the market right now. Um, we've got a market that's under, I say, 600, 700,000. And that market is still a very, very hot market. Um, but what we're even noticing right now is even on that really hot market, uh, we'll get the showing activity and maybe end up with one or two offers, as opposed to just a month ago, we would be seeing 10 to 12 offers. Um, the million plus market is completely at a standstill right now. Um, and that's why I'm telling sellers, you know, that what's really, really important is, and I tell them when we meet with them, your house is either going to sell for full price and above in the first week to 10 days. And if it does not sell within that time frame, your property is going to go probably below list. And so the name of the game is, uh, as a listing agent, you want to try to get as much activity in that first week to get the property to move because you don't want it to go into the second and third week. And the upper end price is, like I said, right now, I know for a fact that there are only seven people looking in that price point based on what the kind of traffic we're seeing. And uh, that's a huge drop from what we saw this summer. How has reception been, Martin, when you are meeting with sellers? You know, if you and Mary Jo go, go on an appointment and yeah. you explain that that timeline, because that's, that's such a, a huge difference, I'm sure, from, from yeah. what the norm has been for most clients. Yeah. We back it up with a lot of data. And one of the things I talk about a lot is, is um, the percentage of properties that go over list price, right? Uh, for instance, last spring, we saw 1.77% of properties in Ann Arbor went over list price. Mm. Um, in the fall time, it went down to 21%. And so right now, about 65% of the properties in July went over list price. Um, and based on what we're seeing in just the last week to 10 days, I have a feeling we're going to see a huge drop in that coming uh, when we get the August numbers. And one thing I tell buyers, you're going to have more opportunity to purchase and negotiate when you get into the fourth quarter. Because the last quarter, uh, there were several months, uh, October, November, December, where uh, the properties that went over list price were between 20 and 25%. And so when you're in that kind of a situation, the speed of the market is much slower and you have a better chance to negotiate. Yeah. The question I always hear from folks um, is, and it's more rhetorical where they, they look at how their value has, has gone up so high and then they yeah. say, but where am I going to go? You know, where are your folks going? Because we've, we've had a, a pretty oh, decent year. That's the number one, that's the one number one problem, right? We talk to sellers all the time who would like to move especially people want to downsize and they want to downsize into the $600,000 price point and that there is very so little for sale. Right. And that, yeah. that that's part of what blocks the market. Yeah. And I truly find, you know, you're, I, I think of you as the expert in this, um, you know, I, I think we can probably identify people who maybe it may not make sense to sell, but I do feel like there are some certain folks out there where it makes a ton of sense to be looking to sell. Who are those people that are out there? Um, well, right. You know, the, the market's a market of lifestyles right now. If I'm looking at who are, who's listing with us, it's people who get relocated, people who are retiring, uh, people who might, they might have a death in the family, a divorce, a marriage. That's what's driving the market right now as far as sellers. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's telling when Trevor and I are out there booking showings for our buyers, yep. I'm seeing so many go and show is what we call it in real estate where it's a yep. vacant property where the seller has moved out. I'm seeing so many more go and shows yep. uh, versus um, versus ones that are that are occupied. Um, very good. Well, we're going to jump now into our listener mailbag. So these are questions submitted by our clients, our listeners, people who are very curious about Ann Arbor real estate, who maybe are addicted to scrolling on their favorite uh, consumer site or using our property organizer on bama.com. So question number one, this comes from Charlie Chai on the north side of town. And Charlie asks, what is the Gelman dioxane plume and do I need to be worried about it? <clears throat> what do we think, gentlemen? I mean, the easy answer is um, no, you don't necessarily need to be worried about it because uh, the the uh, authorities at hand are, are monitoring at Eagle and and uh, and the Ann Arbor Health Department. Um, however, I mean, if you're on the west side of Ann Arbor, you've got well water. It is definitely something you want to watch. We've got a lot of resources that we send to our clients about it. More or less, the Gelmain uh, Science um, Lab had uh, used some chemicals that leached into the water. And uh, <clears throat> through that, that water, uh, it has continued to grow. There are certain areas in Ann Arbor that it has been tested in the well water. I forget the exact name they, they use for um, the little parameter of that. But that area there, you've already been contacted by Eagle to, to switch over to, uh, to the city water. I think that's probably what we'll see if the Gelman plume continues to get worse we'll see more people annexed into the uh into the sewer yeah martin any any thoughts you have on that i think just paying attention to the maps right like like trevor said they're monitoring it very well it does seem to look that it's moving towards the river right um and that downward path so i think in sio township is where you have most of the the, the exposure to dioxane it's uh, just be very aware of where that plume's going and if the house is unwell and septic, you want to pay attention to what, you know, have they been monitoring in that area? Um, but there's so much information available for people yep. to make a decision. Yep. Yep. I, I will say, I mean, they've been, this has been an issue for 30 plus years. So it's not something new that, uh, that they're unaware of. It's so well monitored because yeah. they want to make sure that these homes don't become inhabitable and things like that. So should you be worried? Sure. There should be a little bit in your mind, especially if you're in South Township, the west side of Ann Arbor. Um, but would I would I stress out over it? No, because the authorities at, at hand are are well aware of the situation and have been for three decades. Yeah, to, to dig a little bit deeper in the well, maybe maybe too soon for a bad pun there. But um, you know, I live on the west side of town, and this was something that I was totally unfamiliar with until we moved into our house and thought, oh my gosh, is, is I had the same exact question Charlie had. What is this, and do I need to be worried about it? Just to give some listeners who are starting from from zero as far as you know knowing about it, um, from 1966 to 1986, Gelman Sciences they were producing these filters that it turned out and was discovered in 1985. They were producing they were, they used you know dioxane, which turns out to to be a potential carcinogen which causes cancer, and it had you know gone into some groundwater. So it's actually discovered by a U of M student, which I thought was was really interesting as part of a project. And then really since 1988, when that lawsuit started, uh, a couple of things that give me peace of mind as someone who, again, is, is right in the heart of that map, which, by the way, it's four miles wide. I'm sorry, one mile wide, four miles long. And um, it goes from where the Gilman Sciences building is, which is on Wagner Road between, um, uh, between Jackson and Liberty, and then goes almost to West Park. And so it's between Miller and Liberty right at the 7th Street border there. But... Um, 
you know, there's 250 testing sites out there that are, they, they get monitored by, as Trevor alluded to, they get monitored by the city, by the state of Michigan and by the EPA. And uh, the city council has spent over a million dollars in, you know, fighting Gilman Sciences to make sure that they are doing the right thing here by mitigating this as best they can. And by the way, the EPA has been involved for now over two, three decades. What we're likely going to see, hopefully, is that this gets put into what's called the super fund, which is on the national priorities list for the EPA of items to take care of to make sure they don't really become a, a serious thing. So I feel confident knowing that, again, we have we have a very robust infrastructure with our city and there's there's a lot of bureaucratic layers that um, protect our, our, our citizens. Uh, so at the risk of sounding, you know, too, um, you know, spokesman for the city of Ann Arbor, I, I do feel confident in, in, in what they're doing as far as taking precautions. Once so. Ann Arbor city water is fantastic. It's the well water that you have to be concerned about in certain locations. So uh, the nice thing is Washtenaw um, County requires the sellers test well and septic before transferring. So yep. uh, any contamination that would show up would be there. Yep. Question number two, going in a totally different direction here. And um, this is a question from Molly and Nate, who are going to be moving to the old west side at the end of this month. So um, this is a little bit of a longer you know, question, but a great one. And, and one I think a lot of our, our buyers can, can relate to or people that are out there looking at the market. So Molly asks, in general, I'd like to, to learn more about how buyers like us, people without a huge budget who want a starter home, can compete in a market with buyers who have more cash and can take more risks. We're moving to Ann Arbor, uh, so one of us can attend grad school and will likely be staying three to five years and therefore need to be financially prudent when making a big decision. We are finding it challenging to compete against cash buyers with generational wealth, investors, and dinks, that's dual income, no kids, uh, scooping up even the worst, smallest house on the block. Any advice on navigating this market? In that situation the only thing i can say is patience because do i think you can directly compete against the cash buyer where you are a little bit more financially prudent as they said it's it's very tough um, you might find the right situation um, but all you can do is be patient keep putting your best foot forward and hoping that it is the best foot at one of the at the, at the end of one of these uh, multiple offer situations uh, the other is Start thinking outside the box. A lot of people have hard, hard set wants and needs. Um, and once you just even expand where you're looking to, to buy, that can open up a lot more options. And if you have uh, the patience to be able to go into a property that maybe isn't 100% what you're looking for now, but could use a little bit of work, it's been on market more than those 10 days, you have the opportunity to negotiate what you need to put back into it. So. I wish I had a magic bullet to say, you know, <laughs> Nate, uh, this is all you need right here to, to beat a cash buyer. But the truth is, it's very tough. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? I think, number one, you might have to be open to expanding where you want to move to, like maybe consider Ypsilanti or some of the outer townships uh, where prices are not as um, crazy and the market's not as competitive. Uh, and the other thing is, that, like I, I pointed out earlier, um, time of year, right? If you look at the fourth quarter, there's not as much competition. And so you might have a better opportunity um, at that time of the year, and even January and February. Because uh, we put a couple of buyers under contract with, uh, you know, uh, rural loan development uh, loans. Uh, um, and they do go through, but you have to be very, very patient. Right? You have to find a, a situation uh, with a seller that will work with those and um, just hope it's not a, comp you know, a competitive situation. And like I said, we've had houses right now that we've listed. We thought we were going to have five, six offers, and we only got one. 
Right, right. So when you start seeing that, um, that's a good sign, you know, for yeah. first-time home buyers. And yet, I mean, to Molly and Nate's credit, and again, I had a long conversation with them today, and I've obviously made sure that they were comfortable with with us talking about this. Um, they were extremely receptive to our market knowledge, and you know, again, I, I never want this podcast to sound like an infomercial for our team, but just by virtue of the experience that we have, they trusted our reputation to advise them when they're moving from a different you know state, um, advising them on what is going to be a likely good investment in that three to five year time. span. none of us have, have crystal balls that, that, you know, rest under our desk that we can, you know, shake like a snow globe and, and see the future in. But, um, you know, as both of you alluded to, I think that, that you don't need to necessarily be within a mile of, of this, you know, the heart of downtown Ann Arbor for it to be a surefire thing. And I, th- I think, I think a great thing to do too, if you're a first time buyer is, get more comfortable with, with power tools and uh, with a hammer and, and a saw and YouTube videos. And, uh, you know, that's something that I, I can certainly work on myself as just being more handy. But I think that gives you a huge leg up because as we see some of this demand stifle a little bit, um, because a lot of our buyers are either, you know, taking themselves out of the market or have found places or are going to you know wait things out a, a bit. Um, that would give you a huge leg up if, if places aren't exactly turnkey because, as we know, with interest rates higher, folks are earmarking so much of their budget towards that down payment versus, okay, we're going to put you know, X amount down, but then we have another chunk to put towards improvements um, you know, going forward. So they're, they're going like all in on that, on that down payment. So an update on Molly and Nate too. Um, you know, it's funny, you guys, you, you know, Martin, you mentioned that, hey, we thought we'd get five, six offers on some of these properties we've listed. We only end up with one or two. We were the loan offer for the place that they got accepted on and by the way, 1.1 miles away from downtown Ann Arbor. And it's a beautiful property. When you showed it to me and told me there was only one offer, I couldn't believe that. Like you said, we don't have crystal balls. I would have uh, imagined that one would have had multiple offers, but. Well, and again, I I think they found a big advantage. They had the marketplace was, especially I find uh, condo buyers that, that, which is where they ended up is in a condo really want something that will require zero updating. So the place is in great shape structurally. It's just a little bit dated. It's had, it's had a very, um, you know, responsible caretaker for 24 years, but it just, it just needs to, to be more modernized, which is, I think going to put them in a great position when they do relocate. I, I for selfish reasons, because I, I think they're great people. I hope they just stay forever mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor, but if they do end up moving on for a different opportunity somewhere, I think they're going to be in a, in a great spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just talks about timing, right? Cause a month ago that wouldn't have happened. Totally. You know? Totally. And so, um, that's it. Be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I'll ask you guys before we wrap things up, um, in one month, what do you think we'll be talking about here at this table? I think it's going to be a little bit more of what we're talking about with less inventory, uh, less buyers out there because of higher interest rate. I do think we're starting to see a cool off period. Um, so that's not to say that home's going to hit the market and you can get out there and get a 50 grand price reduction first weekend. Um, but I do think we'll see more price reductions. I do think we'll see more homes sit on market and maybe we can get lucky and get a little bit more inventory build up. Uh, much the same, you know, like I said already right now, 31% more homes going under contract than coming to the market. And, uh, so I think we're gonna have low inventory buyer demand is down. I don't think prices are going to come down that much because the inventory is so low, right? That's what's keeping the upward pressure on pricing. Um, I just don't think you're going to have to get in situations where you're competing and having to put in offers of 30, 40,000 over list. I think that's going to 
uh, quiet down for the next quarter. Totally agree. And yeah, I mean, my my prediction that I'll throw out there too is I think the conversations that a lot of us will be having um, will be coming from buyers, from sellers who are going to also witness a little bit of this early stages of cooling off and having to um, really, you know, read the tea leaves and hopefully, you know, be explaining that, well, similar to how we've seen the price of our basic goods like, you know, eggs or milk, they they went up and now they've they've stayed steady um, and they haven't gone back down. You know, I think we're, we're likely to, to see that for at least the, you know, at least a little bit with homes. Um, I don't think prices are going down at all um, because the market has determined that's where they, they can go for. But I don't think uh, that we're going to see things go for so far high above uh, list and and just for peace of mind for any buyers out there or sellers too listening. I mean, today's sales are tomorrow's comps, and what we know from this summer was holy cow, were there some some wild highest and best weekends as we call them on the buy side and and on the list side. So um, you know they they can rest assured that they should be in in pretty good shape um, going forward with this with this market. So. Um, this is the Highest and Best Podcast presented by the Balmer Group and Keller Williams Ann Arbor. Thanks for listening, folks. And uh, if you like what you hear and want to work with our team, we'd love to hear from you. My email address is brent at balma.com. Please uh, shoot me an email with any questions you have whatsoever about the market, and I'd love to chat. My my um, my in-person uh, price is a good coffee from Hyperion or Roost Roast, and uh, you get an hour of my time and my team's knowledge. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Calling all highest and best offers.